My tunes guest this week is restaurateur, raconteur, dog lover, Scott Philby. We're sitting on the promenade in Peel. Scott, first of all, what's going on? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Uh, very well. A uh, bit of a change of life at the moment, as probably most of the island and yourself know. And uh, so, yeah, things are going in a different way at the moment with uh, the food check, hence why we'll be at the Grand Prix at the, again behind the grandstand up there. Um, after giving up the restaurant uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, well, we'll talk about Philby's maybe tomorrow or Wednesday, but let's talk about you first of all. I want you to tell me now this miraculous, marvellous story of how you went to catering school, you were taught by the greats, and you've come to the Isle of Man to share your talent with everybody else. Is that the truth? <laughs> Brilliant. Spot on, Chris. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> that was, yeah... Close. I would. I started training obviously in, in Bournemouth, was where I was born and bred and grew up. And oh, that, is it south of England, Bournemouth. Yeah, 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 yeah south yeah, of England. Okay, cool. and that's where I was born and bred. Started my training at a young age. I was always involved in bars, restaurants, and then I uh, went to catering college. Got all the certificates for you, you need pieces of paper and stuff, and um, started working in a big uh, five-star hotel down there uh, called the Norfolk Royal, uh, where I started off in the concierge department. <laughs> so, what's the concierge department? King of king of suitcases, right? So you unload okay. the cars, park the cars, yeah. take them to their room. Yeah. It's an interesting job to, for the first, you know, the first thing met a lot of famous people. So coming to Bournemouth doing um, concerts and stuff, and the the BIC I think was the the place to be down there back in the day. Yeah, and a lot of the snooker players used to come, football players, and so it was an yeah. interesting time. Yeah. yeah. How did you move from the concierge department of taking suitcases out of people's cars and taking a tip as a backhander, thank you very much, and moving into well, I was going to say cooking, but you'll probably slap me around the face if I say cooking. You'll probably say chefing, wouldn't you? Chefing, or yeah. Chefing. 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 A bit chefing. Yeah. I, I, I started again cooking. I had my paperwork you know to start in the kitchen so I went back into the hotel after a while because uh, they were short staffed and started again in the hotel it was very different a lot of weddings functions um, etc but I didn't get on very well with the head chef in there after a couple of years and um, does anybody get on very well with head chefs apart from me I'm quite well, I was going to say I've apart never, from you I've never you... killed anyone yet and <laughs> I've, fr- I've thrown a few pans at staff do you know I see all these programs on telly you know you, you see Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares and all that kind of stuff most of that is is made for TV we all know that and it's embellished in lots of ways but head chefs have a reputation for being a little bit fiery and a little bit short-tempered. No, I think it's right. You know, it's just the heat of the moment. Sometimes when you've got a full board, tickets are full, and various different things are coming in, and you've got to cook maybe forty different dishes, and you've just got a burner there that cooks six dishes. Yeah. You know, and uh, you've got a couple of staff that are just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they could just they can just ignite you um, like that, and um, yeah, you you can you can just blow up. But um, don't get me wrong, I've, I've, I've blown up a few times in the past, but um, I went, I'm no Gordon Ramsay. So when you, know, when you were at school, did you always want to be a chef? Did you always want to go into the catering industry? Or did you want to be an astronaut or a, or a brain surgeon? Um, it's, it's, I was always involved in catering from very young. My parents were involved in my dad. Uh, he managed uh, pubs and stuff, so I was, from the age of like four or five, I was helping, you know, put the bottles in the fridges and stuff, and yeah, yeah. doing all the bits and bobs. And again, we used to go to the hotels because they all knew each other back in that day, and you'd know everyone in the hotel. So I, I suppose it was kind of pumped into me, really, and yeah. just the way I was brought up. So you're in a hotel in Bournemouth. Where does that fit in with the Isle of Man? Is there any history with you in the Isle of Man before that? Uh, no, not really. 
Um, after I said before, I didn't get on in the kitchen and the, the hotel manager didn't really want to lose me after doing the, the concierge department for and asked me if I'd be interested in, you know, learning everything and right. being like a trainee sort of manager. And I said, yeah, OK, I'll, I'll give that a go. It gets me out of the kitchen. I liked the hotel. It was very, very popular. Yeah. And um, I started doing that. And a year and a half later, he was offered the opportunity to um, move over here and open the Sleepwell Hotels, the Claremont and the Chester House, oh, okay. et cetera, on the front there. And I rang, uh, it was about four or five of us from the hotel in Bournemouth. He said, would you be interested? Come and see how it goes. And um, a bunch of us moved over. Anybody in Peel who knows Scott, We'll, we'll see Scott and his wife with dogs, generally black Labradors. Talk to me about your first music choice and tell me why you've chosen it. I wanted to go for, I didn't want to choose just songs that um, I liked, so I wanted to kind of cover, you know, all sort of, I don't know, types really, I suppose. So the first one I thought, what with um, everything I've sort of done in my life and, you know, challenges that are thrown at us and that, I'm in trouble, I ring my wife and she's always there, so no matter how high the mountain is, uh, well, <laughs> you can always kind of reach the top. Ain't no mountain high enough for the great song. I thought you were going to say the cars. Who's going to drive me home tonight? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like this one in the morning as well. When I'm making the coffee, bang it on, blare it out, and it just gives you that little buzz before you get off the work. Okay, ain't no mountain high enough. It is.